be there for other people, whether it be a roommate or a friend or some stranger on the bus. I don't know. Don't give up your long-term goals and things that you want to achieve for a short-term, this is hard. The university at large has also been working on things since way back when and how can we support our students through this experience because we know there's a lot of things both in the academic life and as humans in our personal lives right COVID and the disruption that that has caused has unearthed a lot of challenges for a lot of us uh, myself very much included in that the university's number one priority is to keep us safe and healthy. Beautiful thing about being an Aggie is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I don't know you. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're coming from. Like you're an Aggie and so you're ours and we're going to take care of you while you're here. My name's Isaiah Jones and this is the Aggie New Student Podcast. The song that you just heard was Hakoni by Edo Vibes published and produced in 2018. The song does a tremendous job of articulating the disappointment and excitement of 2020. Today on the Aggie New Student Podcast, we are pleased to present the first of several episodes with members of our A-team. Today, Kylie Hopkins sat down with three A-team members to learn more about their experiences with all of the changes and updates for fall 2020, as well as their reflections on the disruptions of last March with COVID-19. Let's take a listen. Welcome to the Aggie New Student Podcast, a series by the orientation staff at Utah State University. Transitioning to college is exciting, but there is a lot to do and understand, and we're here to talk you through it. I'm your host, Kylie Hopkin, and the Student Orientation Program Coordinator here at Utah State, and I'm joined today with three of our members of the A-Team. My name is Max Swain. I'm a member of the A-Team. I am currently going into my sophomore year at Utah State University, and I'm studying biochemistry. My name is Cassie Craig. I am going into my second semester of junior year in communication studies. I'm Hala Louvier. I am going into my junior year and I'm studying communication studies and creative writing. So today I've asked these guys to join us. We just want to talk about what to expect with fall 2020 semester. We are getting close. It's July and I think for a lot of us, the summer's going pretty fast and fall is quickly approaching. It's getting a little more real that we're going to be starting again in two months. We will be in fall semester. And so we want to talk a little bit about what you can expect as an incoming student and a student at Utah State for this upcoming semester. My colleague Isaiah Jones is the host for our parent and family podcast and has spoken with some of our administrators we want to get a little bit of the student perspective from these guys. And so starting us off, I just want to talk about spring for a second because it was a little interesting, right? A little rocky. Tell us a little bit about your experience transitioning in spring semester. I feel like my science classes that I was in this last spring when we kind of made the transition online as the pandemic like started kind of exploding a little bit, they really, the transition was pretty smooth. It was kind of impressive because my classes, we go to the lecture, they would record the lecture and post it that same day and it would just be there if you missed the class or whatever. So they just literally, they I had one teacher that just recorded all the lectures for the rest of the semester, another one that would record them a couple weeks at a time. And honestly, like I've been, I've been, I was really impressed last semester with how kind of fluid it was. It was just like, okay, we're online now. It's cool. So as far as the science goes, I, and especially with some like extra preparation for this fall, I feel like it'll be, it'll be solid. For me, I had a lot of classes and professors where we turned everything in paper. We didn't have really anything on campus or online. 
And so it did make the transition to remote learning really difficult. And so I'm excited for this fall to hopefully have a smoother time. I know for me as a communications major, so much of our class is based on discussion and sharing our perspectives and seeing each other's views. And so to transition that to online was very confusing as we go into Zoom and then some of them are not meeting at the same time or we would have to go into like smaller breaks. I also had a lot of group projects and I think that was the most difficult part of the transition for me was just how all of a sudden do I talk to my group members when we have some in Washington and some in Tennessee and just kind of all over the place. But for me, my professors were all super good about communicating to us and making sure that we understood. I had a couple of TAs for a class that sent out a weekly, like, how are you doing check-in? of just really let us know what's going on. And so spring was definitely hectic, but you could tell that like they still cared and were trying to get it as smoothly as it was possible. The word that comes to my mind when I think of our experience this last spring, I was teaching a course that both of these guys were in. And so I was on the instructor side of all of a sudden switching gears and moving from a very face-to-face interactive experience to remote learning and online and what that was like. The word that comes to my mind is just a disruption, right? COVID was a disruption for spring for everyone. And as incoming students, you probably felt that as well, right? With the things that you guys were doing and experiencing your classes or anything that you were involved in, right? It just got disrupted. When I think about fall semester, we're starting to get more information about what fall will look like both in and out of the classroom. It's not the same. Like in my mind, that word disruption is not the word that comes when I think about fall and the information that we're getting. And students, you all probably got an email giving you more information about what you you can expect for your courses and the way that they will be taught and some instructions there. I know these guys got that from their from the registrar's office as well. And there's a lot of time and effort and support going into fall semester. And so while it's not going to look like what I experienced as a student here at Utah State or what these guys experienced last fall, both of them are, I think they said this, both of them are juniors. And so they, they've been here and they have a lot of semesters under their belt, it's not going to look the same, but it, it's going to be a valuable experience. And there's a lot of support for instructors. There's a lot of support for students. Time and effort being put into make this a valuable experience. Max, you got that email. How are you feeling yeah. about things? Honestly, pretty good. I, it's just good to have information and kind of have a direction to go. It's, I feel like with this whole pandemic thing, we've kind of been in the dark just because we don't really know what's going on. And It's good to know kind of a direction of where the university is going with classes and just kind of what a little bit more of what this fall is going to look like. There's a couple different aspects to it, but you talked about being in the dark with this whole process. And one of the things that we talk a lot with incoming students and students just in general at Utah State is this idea of becoming a learner and learning how to learn so that you can tackle and solve problems that don't exist right now, right? In the future, we're going to have different challenges and we're in a real life example of that right now. Uh, Staff, administration, 
students, we've never experienced this before and we're having to take our prior experiences, our prior knowledge and really solve problems, plan for things that we've never had to plan socially distanced classes before. And so our fall experience is going to be one that is different from anything any of us have experienced so far. There's kind of two sides of that, right? There's the in the classroom academic side. There's also the, the student life side and the social aspect of it. And we know that both are important for students as they are thinking about their college experience. And from a, an administrative and staff side of things, we know that there's a lot of learning and growth that come from both and an importance on having good experiences both in and out of the classroom. And so that's kind of where we're coming from and, and the university is coming from. Of We're trying to keep people safe, but we still want to provide these experiences. Hala, I'll ask you, you were very involved as a student in the past and both in the classroom and the academic life side of things as well as the student life side of things. How did you feel getting that email kind of telling you a little bit more about what fall was going to look like? I was pretty happy with how it turned out. I did have one 7.30 a.m. class that I was really hoping would transition to online so I didn't have to wake <laughs> up that early. But unfortunately, it is a broadcast class now, so I do have to wake up that early. For the most part, though, the classes that I was worried about, where I would ex anticipate group discussions or any sort of group work, they still have some sort of broadcast or face-to-face -face component so that I can still work with my classmates and get that experience. Cassie, what about you? That class to have that professor, and so I was like, man, if that goes to an online, I'm just going to be so bummed. He did end up choosing one of the hybrid ones and actually sent us an email after we got the main registrar email saying, I'm still going to be present. We're still going to be there. We will have office hours. And so I was really excited just about how my classes turned out. And then also getting that confirmation from that professor of it's still going to be close with the students. And I think that's something that I've always noticed throughout my last two and a half years at Utah State is I've never met a professor that doesn't care about their students. Like that's just nothing I've encountered. And that's not going to change now, even if we're going to be part online or face-to-face -face hybrid or anything like that. And so I'm, I'm super excited. I already had three online classes that I knew I was going to be taking. So it wasn't like a crazy change for me or anything. And I think it's important to note that there's a difference between online learning and remote learning, right? Online is very specific. And Utah State has had a fantastic top-ranked online program for years and years. And so that's one thing that is comforting to me as a, I took some online classes as a student is, was knowing that like we, we've got a, a good handle on what that online learning is like. And so if you're in a class that is online now, like you don't need to worry about it. There's a lot of structure in place and a lot of support for those online classes. But remote learning is, is different. And remote learning is this idea that you might not be face-to-face -face for all of your classes, right? All of your sessions. Some of these ideas and, and class types that they've come up with in having hybrid classes, hybrid face-to-face -face or broadcasts or whatever you might not be in the same room as your instructor every single class session, but you're still going to be having those interactions, right, with your classmates, with instructors, 
and in a in a real life context versus just the online learning system. And we're going to talk more in future podcast episodes about what each of these different delivery methods, right? Course delivery methods, what all they entail and what that looks like for you as a student. But I'm hopeful and excited. And, and I, I mentioned this earlier, I do a little bit of, of teaching with the USU 1010 Connections course and with the training course for our student orientation leaders. And as uh, someone on the instructor side, getting ready to teach a class this fall, I still don't fully know what it's going to look like, but I'm like pretty confident that it's going to be good experience for both me and my students because whether it's face-to-face or a version of remote learning or online, there's a lot of support for instructors to help us prepare. I wanted to know more about what our AT members thought about what last spring looked like and their thoughts on the most recent changes that they received in their email for fall 2020. And John Louvier mentioned in his previous podcast that he was on, there's a lot of faculty that aren't able to do their research or do the work that they would normally be doing. And so they're working on their courses. They're getting ready for fall. There's a lot of prep time for these guys. And, and that hopefully is, is comforting for you guys as students knowing that it's not this disruption, right? It's not jumping one second from online to, or from in-person classes to now everyone's remote. Just the difference between what spring looked like and what fall is going to be is that just as much as it was a disruption for us students, it was for the professors. And hearing you talk about your teaching side, I just think about that so much just because I had one professor who hated Canvas, but then was able to figure it out. And so just as much as the last, you know, three months, we've been able to, as students, increase our abilities for time management and online learning and all of this individual things. So of the professors. And so fall is just going to be like any other fall to an extent of where they've had time to prep how they know they're going to be teaching. And I think that's really exciting. I remember last semester, I had a couple professors telling me in March that they were being told to prepare for fall semester as if they were going to be fully online. And as disheartening as that was to hear in March and April, when I really, really hoped that we could go back to normal in-person classes in the fall, now that I know we can't do that, it's so good to know that my professors have been working on their class plans since before spring semester even ended. And figuring out what this looks like in their course curriculum. The university at large has also been working on things since way back when, and how can we support our students through this experience because we know there's a lot of things both in the academic life and as humans in our personal lives, right? COVID and the disruption that that has caused has unearthed a lot of challenges for a lot of us, uh, myself very much included in that. And so there are a lot of online support services and support services in general for students. One that I think is going to be really, really neat is the MyUSU Home Portal that has existed, right? And it's kind of been about just like getting business done, right? You go in, there's some information there. Usually you use it for banner, you use it for accessing 
you know, all of these links and, and things like that. You can use it for the reporting side of just being a student here and, and reporting students of concern and different things like that. But they're actually going to enhance and they're working to enhance this so that it's going to be a more of a useful tool when it comes to knowing about your resources. There are learning specialists and that have been working with the provost's office to create some resources with our USU Ready campaign. As students, you can go in and you can see those at usu.edu slash ready, but that's going to keep evolving between now and fall and into fall semester, right? There's going to be more and more for you to be able to access everything from, you know, here's a checklist of things not to, to forget to courses that you can take as an incoming student or any student during the second seven week of the semester. So if you come and you find I'm having a hard time with any number of of things, right? Managing your time, resilience and overcoming challenges and different concepts and and things that you kind of have to learn in college, there are going to be courses that second, second weeks of the semester that are going to allow you to specify and, and learn specifically, like, how can I do this? How can I make this work? And so everything, anything in between, right? Like, those are two ends of the spectrum. And I think that there's a ton of additional resources in between. We also know that on top of the academic struggles that might come for some students or the social struggles that might come for students that there will probably be some mental health struggles that come as well that already exist and already come for students in college, but might be heightened because of the situations that we're in. And so our counseling and psychological services office will continue to offer telehealth resources and there'll be both individual and group sessions that students can join remotely for those that are not comfortable being here on campus and coming and meeting to some, with someone face-to-face. The student life is still going to exist. And I know that that's also a big concern for incoming students and I think everyone in general, right? What is this experience going to be like outside of the classroom? We know that there's a ton of resources for our academic success, but but what about the other side of it? And I mean, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you are excited for or maybe nervous for for fall semester, because that is a big part of being a college student. This last spring semester, the A-Team as an organization, as a group, we are a very social group. We do a lot of events. We do a lot of things together. And it was kind of like 100 to zero on social life. I was just all of a sudden doing so many things and having so many friends around and then just to like being by yourself in your little college apartment and everything was something that I was nervous for going into this fall semester of is that how it's going to feel again? Just by yourself in your apartment. Maybe you talk to your roommates, maybe you don't. But then we started doing all these virtual events that make me really excited for this fall. I had never been able to go to some of the events just because of work schedule and classes and different things. But now all of a sudden it was virtual. And so I was able to go and quotation marks because I was able to do, you know, water painting or watercoloring with someone, one of the USU Aggie likes on Instagram and just all these things that people are creating so that we can still 
feel that connection. And there's a reason why we call it the Aggie family. It's not just because it sounds nice. Like it's because this really becomes your family and that's not going to change because they really want to do what's best for us. And so that, I mean, it might look different, but like, that's kind of exciting just to have it be a little bit different, but it's different for us. And so just to see like any positive twist that we can. I'm actually on a events planning committee and my committee that I'm on is a series events committee. So we do a lot of events that just happen every month. They happen regularly. So students kind of know that they will be able to go to Poetry and Beverage or POBEV, which is one of our biggest ones. And part of our committee responsibilities this year is to find a way to transition those events into something virtual, like the watercolor paint night that Cassie was talking about. Or we've joked around with the idea of placing one chair every six feet and having our 1,000 person audience for POBEV go down to like a 20 person audience. But I think that it's just really important for incoming and continuing students to realize that the USUSA and all of the events planning committees, we're really trying to find ways to make these events still happen in ways that are safe, but will still keep that student life alive and that Aggie family alive. Something else I think of is just thinking about how many times throughout the last couple of years, our generation has been made fun of for always being on our phone and being on our laptop and using too much social media, but how great it is that we are that way because we have such an advantage with this distancing to be able to come together. We have played games over Zoom and we have done um, like Netflix parties and all these different ways to still find friendships and meet people without having to be right next to each other. And so I think that's something that's we have an advantage of. We're ready to go for things like that. Administration, Dr. Morales, and Student Affairs are pouring so many of their resources, their time and effort into this student experience side of it. And so at the end of the day, whether it's student life or your academic experience, right, We want students to be safe. We want students to be healthy. And that is going to be like the number one priority with everything that we do as a university and as an institution. We want to keep our people safe. And we also want you to have a good experience and to provide the opportunities that you are wanting and that you are looking for both in and out of the classroom. And that is the challenge that we're facing going into fall semester is how can we do both, right? How can we still have a good experience? How can our students still have a good experience? But how can we, we keep each other safe? And it comes down to it will look different, right? It's going to be different than it would have been. And there will be things that we can't do completely. Dr. Morales jokes about like, you know, we're known for the howl and there's just not really a way to do it at all. They, they've thought through that. But there are also a lot of things that we still can do that will maybe look different, but still have the opportunities to be such a good experience. And so on the, the student life side, you know, it's probably going to be smaller events, smaller gatherings, or virtual events. There's going to be a lot of options. But That doesn't mean that it's not going to be of value to you as a student and that it's not going to be an opportunity for you to learn and to grow, increase your capacity to do so, right? 
increase your capacity to gain value from experiences. One of my very favorite experiences as an undergrad was peer mentoring for a connections class. And the author of the, the book, we used to have a common literature book that we'd read and the author came and was speaking to students and it was a less than popular book that year. And the very first student that stood up for a Q&A at the end kind of a little bit let the author know what he felt about his book. And he said something along the lines of like, this is, this was boring. I don't know why you wrote it. I don't know why, you know, like kind of what the heck. And the, uh, I will never forget the author's response because he, we're in the spectrum. So there's like thousands of people, right? A couple thousand people. He's looking at this student and he said, it is kind of boring. And I was really surprised that, you know, it was chosen for this common literature book but don't mistake the lack of entertainment for a lack of education. And that has stuck with me. That was probably, I don't know, six years ago now. And, but that has stuck with me. And, and I think that there's so much value in understanding that just because it's not what we expected doesn't mean that it's not a good experience or that there's not value in the experience and the opportunity. And so I think you know, this, this, what can I expect with fall 2020? It's a little bit up to you and, and your attitude and the chance that you have to approach things, right? You can either grow a ton during fall 2020 semester, or you can kind of not have a great experience during fall 2020 semester. But as we prepare for it, we are getting ready to have a fantastic experience with students. Cassie and Hala, any final parting words or advice for our incoming students? I just want incoming students to really just take the opportunity and make the best of their time here at Utah State, especially your first year. You never really get your first year at USU back, even though every year after that is still great. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. And I think that is entirely true for college in general but especially with everything that's going on. If you put in a positive attitude and you put in the effort with your professors, you're going to have an amazing freshman year no matter what. Like that's, it's just kind of how it goes. Just make sure that you are really trying to be part of this Aggie family because they'll be there for you and they're going to have your back. So give it your all and we'll be here. And it's hard, right? And it's okay to be unsure about what is going to come. It's okay to be a little nervous for fall. I'm a little nervous for fall and I'm not even taking classes. So it is okay to have those feelings, but it's also okay to be excited and you can be excited and nervous at the same time and unsure at the same time. And I think that's a message that I hope incoming students and all students will take is that it's okay to feel both and it's okay to be kind of ready for whatever hits you. It's okay to not handle everything well, right? But also coming at it with this perspective that we've got your back, the Aggie family has your back. And the beautiful thing about being an Aggie is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I don't know you. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're coming from. Like you're an Aggie and so you're ours and we're going to take care of you while you're here. I would encourage you to do a couple things. I would encourage you to check out the USU Ready website. I would encourage you to look at your schedule that got sent to you and reach out to us in the orientation office, to the A-team, 
to your academic advisor. If you've got questions, we want to answer them. I would encourage you to set up an appointment to meet with Cassie or Hala or any of our other AT members. They are excited to meet with you and you can do that in a one-on-one setting or group setting and meet other incoming Aggies but we've got appointments through the month of July. So I would encourage if you haven't already done so that you set up an appointment and you can do that online, usu.edu slash A-team and really just start getting ready, start getting ready to be a part of this incredible community and ready to do your part to help everyone have a good experience and be safe. But what does this all look like in practical terms? Here, Kylie asked our AT members for practical ways that they planned on being ready for all of the new changes in fall 2020. What does this actually look like, though, right? Like, what does it mean to prepare for fall semester? And what are you guys doing? Hala, let's start with you. What are you doing to get ready for your classes, for the social life, right, of fall semester? The first thing I'm doing is I'm just trying to really stay up to date on all of those COVID updates that the university sends out. I check my email like a thousand times a day. I <laughs> go on the university COVID website and it just helps me to kind of see what's going on. I also follow the Utah Statesman on Twitter and Instagram. And so that way I can just see what they're putting out. And then I also like in terms of academics, I'm planning on getting a planner And I know that's something Cassie and I both do is we have pretty detailed planners. And then I'm also planning on getting another computer monitor because I find that when I'm doing my homework and everything, my little laptop screen just isn't the best. And so where that way, if I have my other monitor, don't have to worry about going into the computer labs and taking away other spots from students who might not have a computer. And then for social life, I'm just trying to get really hyped. I'm trying to just plan some of those little get togethers like Cassie talked about playing games online or watching movies over Zoom, just little hangouts that kind of get us back in that mood where I don't feel like I'm isolating still when fall semester starts. As for me, I'm a very habitual person. I follow my routine and that's kind of just how I stick to it. So I told myself that these last two months of summer, I just need to like practice being a student because I think sometimes after that four months of not being a student, you're like, wait, how do I do things again? How do I study? How do I read? like all of these things. (laughs) And so that's kind of what I've been doing. I have three jobs this summer. And so I have my planner that I write down what my schedule is going to be and what I'm going to be doing each hour of my work because it is remote working right now. And I have a lot more freedom of what to do with my time. And then the days that I don't work, I've been trying to go up to campus and just bring like a, an enjoyable book for me and try out different spots to see where do I like studying? Because sometimes when you're online for so long or remote learning, it's hard to want to stay in one spot. It's easier to have each class be in a different area, maybe. It's just individual. So I've just been reading in different places among campus to figure out what I, where I like to be and what is beneficial for my understanding and paying attention and everything. So yeah, for me, it's all just about like creating those good habits so that you're ready when school actually starts, whether it be planning or if you need to take the bus route or something or figure out how to walk up to campus and just so that it feels a little bit more calming when we do finally like get onto campus. So yeah, that's the the big things for me to get ready. And then that way I already have those habits in place in case something crazy again happens. 
then I can still be ready because I have my planner and I have stuff set up for how I love to learn. I love that idea of practicing being a student again. It's a real thing. And I, it is a real thing. And I think that I remember, and I maybe some of you relate to this and maybe you'll think I'm crazy, but I remember especially the farther I got in school, like I kind of, I didn't take summer classes. So I just kind of checked out a little bit from school and I would register for classes in April. And then I wouldn't really think much, like once I got my schedule worked out and like planned, I wouldn't really touch it or look at it or think about it until right before maybe the morning of the first day of the semester. And I'm pulling it up and I'm like, where, I know I got class today. Where am I going? that's not really going to fly for fall semester. Students are going to have to be way more on top of their schedules and pretty much their lives than I ever was as a student. And I think that that's important to maybe remind students, don't wait to look at your schedule until August because there are, it is likely changed and or will continue to change a little bit between now and then. And that's why the email they sent out pulled your specific schedule in and showed you what your classes were, right? And, and kind of those different delivery methods because you might be in a face-to-face for, from 9 to 10 for a class and then, or 9 to 9.50, and then starting at 10, you'll, you have another class, but you're in a hybrid or you're in a broadcast or you're, you're not just walking from one building across campus to the other, but you need to be somewhere that you can sit down and headset on and be engaged in that remote learning, the virtual learning. And so it just depends. And I think every semester, there's a little bit of figuring it out, especially if you're like me and you didn't think about it until the day of classes. (laughs) the first day of the semester. There's a little bit of like getting into that routine and that habit of the semester. And I think that that's absolutely going to exist no matter what your schedule looks like or no matter how much you prepare ahead of time. But I also think there's going to be a lot of value in plan out what your days will look like class-wise and sit down and figure out, okay, this is where my space, this is my learning space for the classes that might be remote or virtual learning or online because online classes are still classes. They're still very real and you still have to do a lot of things. And so I think that those are great tips in preparing for fall semester and preparing for what it means to be a student again after a crazy summer and a crazy last few months. We've got all these plans. You've got all these plans of what things are going to look like, but there's also a good, I mean, not a good chance, but a chance that things won't be what we expect them to be for fall semester, even with all of the planning and preparation. And what, what will you do if they're not what we kind of think they're going to be right now? What will you do if things aren't what you expected? I think for me, I've always just been kind of one of those people that like will make myself happy wherever I am and just kind of push through it. But I think something that's going to be really important for this upcoming semester is to just not be afraid to actually share what you're feeling. You know, when someone says, hey, how are you doing? You don't have to say, oh, I'm fine. And I think that's something that is going to be really important and something that can bring us as a community really close is just being willing to share our perspectives. And then if you have 
something really positive to say, maybe it'll help someone who's really struggling. And if you're just like, oh yeah, this is fine. I don't even care. It sometimes is beneficial to hear that like, yeah, other people are still going through something and you need to be respectful of that. And so I think that's something that is big for me of like, if things aren't the way that we think that they're going to be, to just be willing to talk about it and reach out for help if you need it, because the resources are there. But then to also be willing to be there for other people, whether it be a roommate or a friend or some stranger on the bus, I don't know. You're probably not the only one feeling those things and experiencing those things, right? And so it takes a lot of vulnerability and it takes a lot of courage, I think, to say, I am having a hard time with this or you know what has been really tricky for me? Finding a place that is not like with my loud, noisy roommates in the background while I'm trying to do school. For me, a huge challenge that has come with moving remote and we're working remotely right now is that I live in a very little studio apartment by myself. And that means that that now small space is not just home, but it's also work. And I don't have a lot of rooms where I can just go in the other room. It's all one living space now. And that's something I've had to work through and overcome and and find what is going to work best for me. But a lot of The things I've tried and the things that have been successful have come from me talking with my family members that are also working professionals from home and my colleagues and getting to say like, I, this is hard to have this be one space, right? And then them being able to say, I had a really hard time too. This is what I tried or, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it takes some vulnerability and it takes us being willing to say, I'm having a hard time and ask for help. Paula, what's your mentality on all of this? And what are you planning on if things change, if things are not what we're expecting? I think it's just really important to just place your trust in the people who are calling shots, whether that's the university, the state government, federal government even. It's just important to know that, Kylie, you said earlier that the university's number one priority is to keep us safe and healthy. And last semester, we had a lot of things canceled, a lot of plans that we didn't get to follow through on. And I'm sure these incoming students, you guys have had that same experience. But it's just important to remember that these cancellations are happening to keep you safe and that it does suck. And it's okay to think that and it's okay to feel sad about it. But you also need to remember that the alternative is you could get sick, you could get other people sick. And so it's just good to have that balance of trust and you're allowed to grieve. I honestly, I feel 100% more confident than I did last spring. Like, as I said, going from very set schedule, like I have everything figured out to how the heck am I supposed (laughs) to do online? Like, it's, you know, and it's completely different going into it this fall because it's like, even the high school students, they were all online, they experienced that. And as a college student, it's like, yeah, I've experienced online, like even if this is hybrid, or if it's gets switched to straight up online, like I know what to expect. And I know what I need to do to kind of maintain a successful life in college. That makes sense. In this next segment, I wanted to unpack what our students were planning to do if fall 2020 was different than they expected. How would they be USU ready? For me, it's trying to avoid burnout. And when I'm putting in that many hours, it's like, how can I mentally stay in a good spot and not completely just burn out of studying? Because I got to the point, honestly, by the end of it, just because I wasn't, I wasn't in the right mindset to be doing what I was doing. 
I got to the point by the end of last semester, it's like I was studying for my last exam. It's like, I literally, I can't study for this anymore. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, it was, I, I hit my limit. I, I feel like with the mental preparation, with the preparation that you, the university has done to kind of help that, that limit for everybody is going to be pushed from like here to way over there to for as far as what they can handle. Um, but that really is, it's a personal thing. It's a preparation. It's, you need to be in the right mindset coming up here and know that, yeah, like classes are probably, it's harder online being it's quite frank hard. Yeah. than it is in person. Like it's, it's harder to focus. It's harder not to procrastinate. There's literally not much about it that isn't harder than normal <laughs> school. Just being completely frank. Yeah. And if you have the right mindset though, that it's okay. It's a hurdle that you can get over and it's not something that's going to be a problem and burnout can be avoided. And I feel like every student that's coming up here has every opportunity to be successful if they choose that. I can look at this as... I have this class, like I have this exam that I need to do, like, this is terrible, I don't want to study for this. But instead, it's like, I look at it, it's like, okay, I have this goal, like way out in the future. It's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. And I feel like everybody kind of has goals like that. But looking at really why you're getting a college education, why are you here at Utah State? Why are you studying what you're studying? Like, what's your purpose? And I feel like once you figure that out, like that's something that you can fall back on no matter what, like you can fall back on. It's like, okay, I have this goal way out in the future, but if I don't study for this right now, there's no way that I'm going to achieve that goal. I'm not getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of taking that perspective and just looking at it as more of a long-term thing and not like, okay, this is terrible. Like I'm not going to do this. Like don't give up your long-term goals and things that you want to achieve for a short-term, this is hard. Yeah. Lastly, I wanted to get Kylie's take on how our A-team members could embrace the Aggie new normal of fall 2020, as well as our incoming students at USU. They can coexist, right? They're not mutually exclusive experiences and feelings. And I appreciate that perspective because no one is unscathed from the COVID cancellations of 2020, right? Like we've all had things that we were looking forward to experiencing that we have either not been able to experience or that have been changed. And there is a lot that's going to be asked of you as students in this experience. You will contribute to what this experience is like for yourself and for others. And that's exciting and it's daunting and it's a lot of different emotions. You absolutely have support, but you will play a role in this. And so when we talk about what to expect with fall 2020, face coverings are expected for fall 2020, right? When you're around campus, going from building to building, when you're in buildings, when you're in the classroom, you will be expected to wear these. I will be expected as staff to wear these. That's the expectation. Social distancing and doing our part to help keep each other safe is expected. But I really believe, and John Lear said this as well, right? Like if students are willing to do their part, it will be a good experience. And doing your part is just as much for you and your experience as it is for your peers and the people sitting next to you. We don't know who is experiencing what. We don't know who might be a little higher risk or live with people who are higher risk. 
And so the wearing the face coverings and being a good citizen and a part of this community is in an effort to help those around you, right? It's not about you and it's not about necessarily your concerns with COVID, but about our collective concerns with COVID. And so I think that that's important to talk about. And I know that we will do future podcasts along these same lines as well, because I think that as we talk about what to expect for fall 2020, that's just as much a part of it as it is the social things and the things that you're going to experience in and out of the classroom. You get to play a really cool role as students in this experience and in the culture of our campus community. That concludes today's episode. If you like what you've heard here, make sure you check out both our Aggie Parent and Family podcast and our Aggie New Student podcast. And as always, go Aggies!